Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. We're so glad you're joining us here this morning. We just had a tremendous weekend. Um, I haven't seen the numbers, but I know the attendance was through the roof and the message was so powerful. The worship music was so powerful. Uh, I feel like God just really used everything that was going on over the weekend. But I know this was a heavy topic for you. It was. We talked about this a lot mm -hmm. because I was dealing with the subject of Judas. Uh, and I don't think Judas would be typical of the people who would attend New Spring. Right. Because he's the guy who's pretending, and the one thing I've always loved about the people who attend New Spring, or many things I love about New Springers, but New Springers tend to be very real. Yes. And so the idea of pretending is not something that I think is common in our church, but many of us have been in religious situations where there was kind of a saccharine plastic mm -hmm. uh, facade that uh, a lot of people lived under, and it's a very sad thing. And, and that's what happened with Judas. I mean, he had the opportunity to be in the very presence of Jesus, but then through the Holy Spirit, don't we all? Mm -hmm. You know, don't we all have that opportunity to experience God in reality? But instead of instead of taking that opportunity to receive Jesus into his life and to receive him as king, uh, Judas determined that he was going to uh, play the part and see what he could get out of it. Well, and I know we probably don't have very many people because New Spring just isn't a pretending culture. Yeah. However, I do know this, having been in our Next Step ministry for so many years, is we have a lot of people who come through our doors who have been wounded yeah. in, a, in a church situation like that. That's, wh that's why I began the message the way I began the message, because I do think there are a lot of people who try to connect with God only to run into toxic uh, mm -hmm. artificial religion um, I had the privilege of leading a, a really fine man to the Lord in my office in between the services on Saturday night. And that's what he was trying to tell me. Uh, and it, it just kind of broke my heart when I heard what he had to say. But then it made me wonder how many hundreds of thousands or millions of people have heard the same thing. He said he tried to bring his questions to the religious leader. And the religious leader basically said, just go through the motions we ask you to go through. Mm. And, and, it, and it so pushed him away that uh, you know, he, he said uh, for a long time he, he didn't believe in God and, and uh, you know, became something of an atheist, but not because it was in his heart to be an atheist, just that he tried to connect with God through artificial religion. Uh, at least that's what it turned out that he was dealing with. But um, the good news at New Spring is so many of our people have come from that mm -hmm. and they've experienced the reality of God. And so that's one reason for me it was a challenging message to be sure because I thought <laughs> I don't I'm not really sure how how applicable this message is at New Spring. And that story reminds me of the whole thrust of our next step ministries encouraging people to ask questions. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I learned when I first met you even a long time ago because I I just seemed to be full of questions when I was very young and and after a while when you can't get answers or people shuffle you down the rows um, you you have to come to the conclusion either either I don't know anybody who knows the answers or there aren't answers. Yeah. Um, and, and so I can see where, you know, it would just be a natural thing if you really do want to know and you're trying to inquire and you don't get answers. So I'm so thankful at New Spring we encourage the questions um, and do our best to guide people along in this well, faith journey. I, I think that's one of the earmarks of truth. It can always bear the weight of yes. inquiry. and. 
but the one thing that I do know from studying the Bible, and all 66 books, and this is true whether you're talking about Genesis, or you're talking the New Testament, or anywhere in between Genesis and Revelation, we see clearly that God can work with flawed, but genuine people. Mm -hmm. You know, people that are real, warts and all, faults and all. And, and that is one of the things that we discover about uh, the heroes of the Bible, the people that we call heroes, is they have feet of clay. And mm -hmm. But God can always do business with honest people. Honest and humble. If yeah. we come to God honest and humble, He has promised that, like you said, He can do business with us if, if we're honest and humble. I do find Judas an immensely sad person. Yes. Because I, I look at what happened and I always think it didn't have to happen. I, that's why mm -hmm. I closed the message that way. I mean, I, I, you and I both believe that God does not predestine people to right. heaven or hell. Right. We believe that God wants us all to become conformed to the image of His Son Jesus. But I don't believe God predestines anybody for hell. I know He doesn't because the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to. And that Jesus paid for all sins when He That's was on right. the cross. And and when people refused the gospel, Jesus wept over them. And mm -hmm. so I know mm -hmm. God doesn't predestine people to go to hell. So in Judas's case, I recognize the fact that he didn't have to do that. You mm -hmm. know, and it's like the, the poet John Greenleaf Whittier's uh, old poem, uh, for all the sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these that might have been. Might and, have been. and I think, you know, when I think about Judas, I think what could have been. I mean, if he could have taken that, those three years with Jesus where he saw, heard, uh, and experienced everything that Jesus did, no telling what he could have done, what he could have been, but unfortunately for him, it was all about what he could get in this life. Well, and you know, you see Judas, a, a heart that got harder and harder and harder. And yet you see the thief on the cross who clearly had started with the hard heart, but was open to Jesus. And well, so think, what I, a contrast. Yeah, I shared this with you when I was actually working on the message, even though I didn't put it in the message. I kept thinking about the the distinction between the thief on the cross who didn't get to have any time with Jesus, mm -hmm. who didn't get to hear any of Jesus' messages probably, who didn't get to see any of the healings. Uh, all he saw was how Jesus reacted to the persecution that he was under. And that's all he saw. He never had a chance to be baptized, never had a chance mm -hmm. to live for the Lord. But boom, he, he, he sees Jesus for who he is, experiences him and it goes to heaven. There's Judas on the other hand, who is in every service, every sermon, every miracle, and dies and goes to hell. That's he he had to be hardening his heart all along the way. Yeah. And you know, all a person has to do to harden their hearts is just say no to God. That's right. And it, mm -hmm. it can even be a tacit no, it can be a mm -hmm. gentle no, it can be a, you know, and if, in other words, not saying yes to God is tantamount to saying no. Mm -hmm. And But he, you know, time after time he heard the message and, and Judas got into the culture but he didn't. He didn't get into Jesus. Yes, I, I kind of think he thought he was smarter than Jesus. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, I think the one thing that you you've talked to me about repeatedly, as you and I have talked about this upcoming sermon, is you see Judas as a rebel. Yes, I believe he was absolutely a rebel. I'm, and just like we were talking about the passage where you were reading this weekend, that he didn't care anything about the poor. He didn't have any compassion mm -hmm. for others. He was so opposite who Jesus was. So he clearly was playing a part for his own benefit. Um, so I believe he just was a rebel through and through. I think he, I think he entered into the ministry for all the wrong reasons. Well, not every rebel has a loud mouth. That's true. You know, because, oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. know in Jesus' story, he talked about the, 
father who had two sons and he asked them to work. Mm -hmm. And the one kid smarted off to him and said, I'm not going to do it. And the other said, yes, sir, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And later on, they both changed their minds. And the guy who smarted, you know, the, the, the guy, who, the loudmouth who smarted off to his dad that he wasn't going to do it, he felt repentance and changed and went to do what his dad wanted, well, whereas the guy that said, oh, I'm going to do it, but he didn't. You know? We've known some yes sir people that really were not, <laughs> they said yes sir, but they oh, didn't really, yeah, so that's a whole other story. Well, thank you for just joining us as we're just kind of revisiting the weekend. If you didn't get a chance to be present on campus, I hope you'll go and visit online if you go to New Spring dot org slash online i think you can still get there i know you can get there from the youtube channel so if you go to youtube and, and search for new spring kansas you'll see the latest sermon and also i'll link it to uh, youtube here on this episode so um I, I hope that it will it will bring comfort to your heart um just being reassured of of your relationship with the lord um i know the last thing mark wants to do is to unsettle anyone um, but, but here's the thing, you know, and, and, and we deal so often with people who have fears along this way. And I always say, you know, if, if you're afraid of it, you should feel like you're pretty safe. Yeah, if you're concerned yeah. about knowing that you have that relationship with the Lord, it's a pretty, pretty good indicator that you do. And, and I, to be honest, we could keep talking on this. No, and this could. is kind of the things that we do all the time. But, you know, I, I keep going back to that moment where Jesus said that night in the upper room, one of you is going to betray me. And 11 guys were worried that it might be them. And the one guy who wasn't worried at all was the guy yeah. who, who was the betrayer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, one by one as the disciples were asking, is it I? It was mm -hmm. a good sign that it wasn't. Right. You know, it, so it, it, it you can rest assured in this. If you come to God with an honest and humble heart, you're, you're, you're okay. You're yeah. good. You, you yeah. can be rest, rest assured in that. Um, so questioning is, is a good sign that you're, you're okay, I yeah. think. I believe so. Yeah. So I hope that'll... Um, Maybe it'll spark some conversations for you this week and, and uh, give you something to uh, pray about and to think about in your own life. So, um, any other comments before we close in prayer? Well, we've commented a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we have to edit some of this out. This is the kind of thing we do with the cameras off. We do this all the time. But uh, I, I just think it's just so sad to think of why, why would a person pretend when the reality of knowing Christ is so wonderful. You yes. know, why would a person go through the motions and pretense when knowing Jesus and... They believed a lie. I believe they yeah. believe Satan's lie. They're missing out. Yes, They're missing absolutely. Out absolutely. Well, else would you pray for us? Today? Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, first of all, we're so thankful for who you are. Thank you for giving and sustaining life. Thank you for just lavishing your blessings on each and every one of us. Thank you for this Noah's Window family that we've enjoyed now for three years. And I just pray that you bless each and every family that's watching or listening today. And Father, I just pray that you continue to bless your word that goes out uh, over the weekends, Father, to so many thousands. And we know the Holy Spirit can take that and minister the hearts of so many. And just like we saw so many this weekend come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that that will continue to be the case as you use the media, the medium of technology to continue to spread this message. But Father, we just pray that you bring comfort to the hearts of those who are, are um, who are worried about things. And I pray that you just, the Holy Spirit would bring peace and calm and reassurance to those hearts. And for those who need to be, uh, have a wake up call to really search their hearts to know if they have a relationship with you, I pray that this would be the time. And we just pray that you would work, Father, because we, 
know that you love each and every one and that you died for each and every person that's ever walked the face of this earth. And we're so thankful for that gift. And just bless this day. Bless um, all of our families. And I just pray that you would keep us mindful of your presence in our lives. Thank you for your love. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. Mary Alice, did you say it's been three years? Three years. We posted episode 754 last Friday. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody saw this. I think I reposted it. I had a memory that came up a couple of days ago for day two. It was episode number two of Noah's Window three years ago. Well, when I sketched out the idea for Noah's Window in the Atlanta, in the Atlanta airport, I didn't know if we would yeah. ever do it, but I sure didn't know it would last three years. And, and who knows what God has in Well, mind. that's to the credit to you, the Noah's Window family, yes. that you have a desire for this to be part of your life and you make it fun for Mary Alice and me. So and I hope you, you have for, a wonderful day. Thank you for encouraging us to keep going. That's right. We love you guys. Love God you. bless. See you soon.